And welcome to Friendship Club. We have an amazing episode. I'm so excited. This is our first time having two men on. We have two men talking about male friendship. It's our first time talking about specifically male friendship. And I'm very excited. We go deep. We talk childhood. We talk adult male friendship. I don't want to give anything away, but they get pretty vulnerable. And it's really great and refreshing. And it's hilarious because they're both hilarious. First, we have Owen Edgerton. Who is a writer, a filmmaker, director. You can watch his movie Mercy Black on Netflix. And he also does Master Pancake with John Erler. For those who don't know, Master Pancake is a movie riff a la Mystery Science Theater. It's been going on in some form or another in Austin for many, many years. Now you can watch it on Twitch every Wednesday through Saturday. Go to Master Pancake on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook and you'll see the link to their Twitch. That brings us to our second guest, John Erler. Besides Master Pancake, he is hilarious. He's done it all. A DJ. He's been on Jeopardy. Come on. Without any further ado, let's bring on our guest. Hi. Hello. Let's start with, okay, so this is our first time really doing male friendship. We've had guys on, but we haven't really talked about male friendship. And I always wonder about what was it like? I know there's probably a ton of differences between girl friendship and boy friendship growing up. It's probably like both stressful for very different reasons. Do you remember not necessarily just like hanging out with cousins or people in your block, but when you first really had to make a friend? Oh, good question. <sighs> this is a good question. Yeah, because you, I have some friends, you de definitely some early friends, which were like, I don't remember ever deciding to be friends. We just were, we lived down the street from one another and we still talk, you know, there were those friends. I do remember specifically, like, I want to be that kid's friend Yeah, and, and trying to be their friend and failing again <laughs> and again. How did you, what were your tactics to be their friend? Well, let's see, I remember Scott Sullivan was like, this was like a fourth and fifth grade and Scott Sullivan would go on to be the good looking star football player. And I would go on to be the, sh the short freaky kid. But, <laughs> but this was before that was a thing, before freaky and, and jock. And it was fourth grade and something like that. And we were like tight buds. We were super close. And I was, I had a British accent back then. I was like, Hello. I was a British hyper little kid. And he was already buff, like fourth grade. He already was like ripped. Uh, and it, he was also like, kind of like Texas. He was like, oh, oh, and he was, he was dipping tobacco in fourth grade. Oh Scott Sullivan. And I remember like we were tight friends, but we'd also be like, oh, today we're playing bb guns run <laughs> like, ah! and he, he shot me with a bb gun <laughs> running down his road but he was like a like an early best friend of mine and then we had that whole thing like sometime it was like seventh grade when football started and all of a sudden it was like bye scott and he's like bye. and then i saw him like senior year it was like i saw we, we had like a small little school but you know a little bit before graduation it was like in the bathroom, he's like, hey, Owen. Hi, Scott. Gonna miss you. He's like, yeah. And that's kind of, that was the last I saw Scott Sullivan. That's, that's interesting to hear having your voice. So I think it, with girls, it always happens. Not with football, but just like, we're going to go hang out with the popular kids that smoke and have a yeah. rich parent who throws a party kind of thing. And you're like, all right, bye. I'm going to go to the library. Yeah. 
Exactly. And there is also something I feel like that happens in childhood friendships and not adult friendships where there's like clear power dynamics in childhood friendships. Right? Yeah. I see that with my in my friends, my kids' friends too. Yeah. Oh really? Everyone's just a little more open about it. Oh like, oh yeah, yeah, he's in charge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. I never uh I don't think I got to the stage where anybody could reject me as a friend uh, and move on. Like when you're pretty advanced. Yeah, no, I had, I had friends in elementary school that I, they're just school friends basically. And I think we were all a little bit nerdy, you know, and around fifth grade, we started playing Dungeons and Dragons. You know, it's a real stranger things, freaks and geeks type of situation in the late seventies for me of, of just the losers basically playing D and D and getting together and having, slumber parties or house parties, doing all that stuff, reading comic books. Was um, there an alpha in your, um, <laughs> your D&D group? Or? Yeah, there, there absolutely was an alpha, <laughs> and it was not me uh, <laughs> by any stretch. It was my friend uh, Whitney, who was the most creative, and, you know, uh, he just did everything. He was so cool. I guess he was like <laughs> Owen's friend with the BB gun. <laughs> I don't know if he had a BB gun though, but he he could like draw like really good, like in third, fourth, and fifth grade. He had the best drawing skills, and he was very creative. And he did all this art and cool stuff at a very young age. And I think yeah, we were all in in awe of that. So he was yeah, I think he was the dungeon master in most of the campaigns, and he would just make cool shit up. And and we were just yeah. Whitney. I think he still lives in Austin, but I haven't talked to him in years and years and years. I have him right here. Let me bring him on the line. Uh, you flew him to LA? I did. It really was useless to do, do that. You, do you know what, though? Now that I think about it, I hadn't even thought about this since then. We moved away from Austin in like when I was in eighth grade or whatever, and I, my mom, my parents were like, you should go back and visit Austin and stay with Whitney. And I did, and it was really not great like oh. we, had, we had drifted apart you know like he was he 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 was always cool and now he was like way cooler and and I was still like a, I was now like a nerdy freshman in high school and he was like punk like he had gotten into punk and had a mohawk maybe I I want to say or hung out with people with mohawks and di- was doing like drugs I think I you know just way advanced stuff and and we did not, you know, it was like a bad reunion. You know, it was fine, I guess, but I stayed with him for a few days and and I don't think wow. we haven't talked since then. So good idea, mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I do feel like my parents and my mom especially were always kind of having to push me into like having more friends and hanging out with friends and stuff cuz I'm, you know, fairly solitary and and pretty happy to be by myself, I guess. Yeah. So I feel like for for girls growing up, the main hangs are like, go to the mall, sleep over, or just hang out in somebody's room and talk about boys. What are we young boys? Main hangs. I would have sleepovers. Did you have sleepovers, Owen? Yeah, lots. That was pretty... I feel like you had lots of friends and still do. Like, you're a very friend person. Yeah, I, I still like... I have friends from middle school and first grade that I'm still in contact with, that I still... yeah talk to on a semi-regular basis and we'd have we'd do a lot of like i remember when we started going to the mall toby smith and i were like you know what we're going to the mall this weekend and it's gonna (laughs) gonna fucking rock and our parents are gonna drop us off and we're not 
going to be three hours until we get picked up. And we're going to go, <laughs> we're going to go to all those places and maybe have a jolt cola and go to, <laughs> what was the store that had all the weird stuff? Uh, Spencer's. 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 Yeah, so like, fucking, fuck I yeah. hope kids are still going to Spencer's. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if it's still a thing. We used to walk around the woods a lot too. So I was like in, in, in a small oh. town, East Texas, kind of, kind of a suburb of Houston, but far enough that there's a lot of woods and creeks. So like my, Maybe my first best friend was a kid named Joey Gibson, whose dad was an astronaut and then wrote books about space adventures, which I just recently bought one. I was like, oh my God, Joey Gibson's dad. But we would just like walk around in muddy creeks and hunt for Bigfoot. That was a thing we would do. And then talk about girls. <laughs> I can remember one time in like middle school, me and my girlfriend, Jackie, like bringing our bikes into the, like, let's check out this woods and creek. And then they were just like, older boys drinking beer. <laughs> we're like, oh, no. all right, we're going to go. <laughs> I would like to say I was those older boys, but I, I was, and I was, it was just goofy walking, like I walking in the creek. We would walk in the creek and be like, whoa, cool, Bigfoot. Like it was <laughs> no beer or cigarettes. It was honestly still sounds fun. <laughs> I don't know if I ever went to the mall so much, but it was like always video game arcades and stuff that we would get dropped off at. And that was the cool thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely look forward to that. And then you didn't really have to talk to anybody either. If you're at the arcade, you could just play your game or whatever. Were you good, John? Were you, because I was all. I mean, it depends on the game, I guess. But yeah, I had my games. I, I definitely, you know, Space Invaders. I was pretty, I could wail at Space Invaders. You'd be on that machine a while? Yeah, I would. Uh, you know, certain machines, I guess. Some stuff I was good at and not. What, like, you weren't good at any machine at all, Owen? Like, no, all my friends one? were good. Like, I had, you know, in our group, of my tight group of friends, that were the good-looking guys, and I was the clownish one. And they, they were also really good at, like, Galaga and... Um, <laughs> Uh, what's the one like, uh, elf is about to die. Uh, oh yeah. Gauntlet. Um, Gauntlet. Yeah. They could, right, they could right. play for hours. And then I would always get lured to the one, you know, that was a cartoon. It was animated. Remember this one it was like dark and it was like a cool thing, but you put in a quarter, it's like 50 cents to play is a big one. And oh, I know what you're I, talking about. I'm like, all, all video machines are animated, but I, <laughs> but there was one in particular, it was like Disney animation yeah, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was like a cartoon, like it was a movie, basically. Yeah, it was a movie, and you could like you couldn't do much, but it no. Was, and I also that was never a terrible got... game. Don't play that game. That I like you can't win at that game. Eleven seconds. It was like swing the sword. <laughs> <laughs> if only you had John there to steal away from it. I could have you told you that. At least three dollars. <laughs> No. That was the problem, though, if you weren't good at video games, is the kids that were good at them would be on the machine forever, and then you'd you'd be done in like, I, right. or for me, because I, I wasn't good, I'd be done, and I'd die in like 45 seconds, and be like, okay, my turn, and then they'd play for right. an hour. <laughs> yeah. Did they do the thing, the etiquette, the pinball arcade etiquette of like putting the quarter on the machine to indicate that you were next in line to play? That was always intimidating if you were playing and somebody yeah. put a quarter on while you were playing. I was like, shit, I better... <laughs> Better not fuck this up. People are watching. Yeah. I, people, for me, they wouldn't even put it on the screen. They just have it right at the slot, ready to drop, because they knew I'd be done <laughs> so <not> soon. <laughs> now, let's talk about when you guys met. So I'm taking Owen. You're the, John, you're the more solitary one. Owen's yeah. the more outgoing. How'd you guys... Let's set the scene. We're talking Austin, I assume. Yeah, yeah, it was. I'm pretty sure I know the exact moment. Me too. And, uh, it was uh, the year 2000, probably July or August. I don't know. Don't know the month. Maybe you remember. But uh, yeah, it was. 
because we had a mutual uh, friend, Germ Pollitt, and Germ was sort of in charge of assembling a group uh, of people to riff movies. And I was, Owen, you were, I think, his number one pick. Uh, and I was like maybe three, maybe four, number four pick. But luckily, the number two pick, I don't know, didn't pan out for whatever reason. And so you, you and Germ came over to my house. Like, yeah. I don't even know if it was announced at all. I think you just kind of came over unannounced <laughs> and, you know, sat on my porch. And, and, and we all, uh, like, Germ brought you over to kind of try me out or kind of see what the dynamic was between us. Am yeah. I remembering that right? I, yeah. It was Krull, too. Didn't we put, like, Krull on or something like that? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't even remember that. I thought we put it was... put on some movie and just made yeah. jokes. Shit, I don't even remember. Do you remember if it was announced or if he just kind of barged over and did it? It would have been very germ to have not announced it. <laughs> I had yeah. presumed it was announced. So I think it was announced. I'm not uh, sure. But, I, I, but... Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, I just I remember, yeah, that I think that was the first time I saw you on my porch with germ. And... I had seen you before. So, okay. so John was doing at the time he was doing radio, I, I guess for the student radio at that point. Oh, and John was, he had a, you know, elk mating show and it was really cool. And everyone was listening and he had a bunch of musicians on and Jerem and I had been doing shows together, uh, doing comedy shows and improv uh, shows. And we did a music show together as well, where we'd alternate songs and I'd do a song, he did song, funny stuff. And, uh, and he had gone on John's show and just thought John was so funny and John had had the Orange Mothers, which was another band at the time that was brilliant and just really great. And then Germ was putting a new, he was recording a, a new CD, a new album. And he wanted a bunch of people for this one day to kind of like singing background and doing goofy stuff and everything like that. And for, so we, there was a bunch of us sort of invited to the studio and, and kind of sit. It sounds like the, like the Beatles recording Day in the Life. The monkeys were there, uh, but but it was but we were all kind of sitting there, and I was like, "Oh, these people are super cool." I was like, "Oh, these people." And then Germ, who's kind of up front, was sort of recording, and he had John come up, and he they did that some funny bit bit back and forth. I think maybe there's some Skeletor in there and some other stuff, and it was super funny. And and then later I came up and did something with him, and then we all sang some stuff together. But I was like, "That guy John is super cool." Oh. <laughs> I remember feeling really oh. out of out of my depth and was like, I, I'm hanging out with DJs <laughs> and musicians. DJs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do remember that now. I do remember that. That was the first time that technically we met, I guess. Yeah. I did we talk at all at that session? I don't know if we talked at all, but I, I, I came up to you and I was like, hey, John. And you're like, hey. <laughs> I did not. <laughs> you, cut, you had your BB gun out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. Yeah, that that was fun. Yeah, I did Skeletor. I, I did some Skeletor routines with with Germ for the recording. I think. Yeah, yeah. And um, so and we then, had met uh, a little bit. That, yeah, yeah. Then we did that. I think I don't think you were th third or fourth choice or anything. <laughs> well, I, I just know there was somebody else that you were considering that it, it would have been you and Germ and this other third person, and then. I think maybe you were pushing for them and Germ was maybe not so hot on this person. And that might be right, or, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> and and so you came over just to try out the dynamic between the three of us or yeah. whatever. I don't remember if it was Crawl. It might have been Crawl. I I feel like, I don't know. I, I remember just with Germ, like trying out some riffing on, on maybe Nude on the Moon 
uh, or maybe a Godzilla movie. I think he, I think Germ came over one time and I got him stoned and we watched Godzilla movie or something. And I, I riffed and, and he thought I was funny, but he, I mean, he was stoned. So of course he thought I was funny. So, <laughs> um, that was the trick, I guess. That's a, but, another secret to making friends. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you guys have, have obviously not only been friends for a long time, but also worked together, like movie mocking, Master Pancake. What's the key to working together and staying friends? Oh, man. Yeah, we're just work friends, really. We're like <laughs> yeah. long, long time work friends. <laughs> funny. I don't know. What is the key? It's been a long time. And there's definitely, I feel like we've had some challenges over the 22 years that we've known each other. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think maybe, so, so you wanted to, you know, I was thinking about like friends stuff and like, you know, like the idea, like have, have John and I ever been in a fight? I was like, yeah, lots of times. In fact, more so than with most people in my life. Like, <laughs> no, I was and, thinking that too. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> Uh, and I think it's, that's actually probably probably a part of successfully working together and being friends is being able to fight. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you if you can't fight, I sometimes wish my wife and I, Jody and I, like, I wish we we're better at fighting. We're not particularly good at fighting, uh, and so we don't fight very often. And we're like, but but maybe we need to fight every now so often. I was like, but John, like, you know, we can we we can fight. And, uh, and I, I think, I think there's a healthy thing to fighting that I, that, I mean, I don't, I don't like fighting John with John in any way, but I don't know that there might be something, I don't know. If yeah. you have the freedom to fight and then move through something, then there's something maybe good. Yeah. I, and as long as there's the will to, uh, continue being friends, having a good relationship, I think that's one key to being able to overcome those things. Yeah. Um, you guys have probably known each other long enough when you do fight, you know, it's not going to be I forever. So. I think so. But there, I mean, maybe only because there have been times where we weren't sure if it was going to be forever too. Yeah. I, I think, I think, um, I, I think from the very beginning, I don't want to say we were antagonistic from the very beginning, but I think we have been able to like fight, I guess, in constructive or maybe less destructive ways ever since the beginning. Like, I remember, I, I don't know what it was. I said something to you, like maybe the first time or the first week or the first month that I knew you when we were riffing at my place. And I said something that I could tell just pissed you off so much. I was just being probably a jerk or something. I don't know <laughs> what I even said. I could see that you were just like not going to have any of it. And I was like, shit, this guy, okay, I, he's putting up some boundaries here. Do you remember that? Do you remember no. what I said? <laughs> now I'm, I'm really curious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't I don't remember what it was. There's another time though, this is very different and, and germ wasn't available and I think it was just the two of us and we didn't really know each other that well and but we had to practice for something. We had to rehearse. And you came over and I just remember at that point you you have gone through a kind of a religious evolution. Yeah. <laughs> and <Ooh. laughs> And at that point, you were more uh, a certain way <laughs> religiously. And I just remember broaching the topic, you know, of religion with you in, in kind of an antagonistic way. You know, I, I don't want to say just to piss you off, but just because, like, I knew that you were sort of uh, this way. And I just wanted to lay my cards on the table and say, I'm not necessarily going to I'm not a big fan of this, you know. Right. Do you remember that? 
uh, I, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember that particular conversation. That rings a bell, actually, because I, I remember having a number of those kind of conversations. Yeah, maybe we uh, had a bunch. Yeah. And, um, uh, but you were always open to it, which was the great thing. I feel like it was good that we were both able to kind of talk about it openly with each other about where we were, you know? Yeah. What, do you remember the longest you've ever gone, like, fighting? Was there ever, like, a long break? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, I, I think when when uh, the Sinus Show broke up, like, around 2007, I don't want to get too into the weeds with the reasons and stuff, but, I mean, mostly it was it was me and Germ, I think, were sort of the ones having the big problems with each other, and, and we tried for a long time like months years we yeah. tried to work it out between me and germ uh owen was kind of caught i guess in the middle for a long time with it and um you know we would even i mean we went to therapy like a th three three person <laughs> therapy <laughs> sessions to try to work it out uh because we we really did i think we all wanted to try to make it work um, but for whatever reason, me and Germ were not able to. And Owen kind of was like having to do this juggling act for for many months. And then, but, you know, uh, I mean, we ended up breaking up the group because of this rift. You know, I, I, Owen can tell you his perspective, but I think he was just pissed at having to do all this. And, and, I, and we weren't sure if we were ever going to be the way we were before or friends or even work companions or anything for a long time, I think for what do you, Owen, I don't remember accurate? any of this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe it was the third, the other guy. The yeah. guy. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I, I mean, when that, when that, that was really hard. I mean, like it's funny to think about like the going to the therapy, it sounds ridiculous. A comedy troupe going to therapy. But it, I mean, so, you're not the only person who I've, who I've talked to who has gone to therapy with a friend. Yeah. That's interesting. But like yeah. two friends, like that's <laughs> like, anyway. It was, yeah. yeah, it was odd even at the time, but I remember that feeling like, so I've never been divorced, but that I think is as close as I can, like that felt like a divorce the whole thing because simultaneously like it was this thing that's breaking apart i there was ended up sort of i didn't there wasn't sort of a way to keep it and and all three of us were going to their own thing and and i loved you know both these guys like you know I, you know i love john and i love germ you know like i was like mm -hmm. ah this was hurting so much and it was confusing and i had a friend of mine who filmmaker that i was asking like advice about everything and and he had said something really wise to me as everything was kind of going crazy he's like He's, you know what, as all this goes through, there's the business and the and the troupe and the gig and all those things. And that's great. Maintain the friendships if you can. Maintain the friendships. And I kept that in mind. So one thing, I, and John, this is, I think, a, a credit to you. When that split happened and I was like, I'm not going to do shows with Master Pancake. And, and, and I told Germ, too, I'm not going to do shows with Germ. Like, I'm, I'm stepping out for right now. I, I think it's my yeah. way to try and maintain you know, what I feel was best. And, right. and then John maintained a friendship with me over, cause I didn't do shows for a year. I think it was a year later. Yeah. Uh, but John would like call me up and be like, uh, Hey, like, you know, let's go grab a beer or let's just talk. And uh, this is what's going on. And damn Joe Parsons <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> I remember being very like, very moved and very like I, I really appreciated that i really appreciated mm -hmm. that john 
because you know John will tell you like he's solitary and everything, but I've noticed this about John. Like when he is loyal to someone, then he's gonna stay. He's like, I'm I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay. Uh, And I've noticed that with like when he's been in a relationship with someone who's been living in a different state. He's like, no, this is this is when I call her. This is what we're gonna do. And you know, with me at that point, he's like, I'm gonna I'm gonna call Owen and and invite him to do shows or do you know let's talk about stuff. That loyalty. A, the a loyalty to a few is is worth more than a smile to a thousand. Yeah. Oh my lord! Sorry. <laughs> Pause. Time out. Gotta get gotta get the Kleenex box. Um, well, I remember thinking the same about you and I, during that time of like you would come, you know, to see me do stuff outside of you know pancake sinus realm and and i just remember thinking that's really nice that you're still even despite everything still trying because it wasn't easy at that point for either of us i know because things had really gotten strained you know and at the time i just remember wanting you to i don't know i want i wanted i i to me the boundaries are very clear and germ was being you know, bad. And I wanted you to take my side more, but at the same time, I, I, I knew that it was tough for you. And that was just my perspective. And you had your own perspective on everything. And I just had to accept that, that that was valid. And, and I still wanted to be your friend. And so, you know, as tough as it was with all those conflicting feelings and forces, uh, I'm really glad that both of us decided to stay friends. Yeah. I feel like it speaks to your friendship. I mean, it's hard to one remain neutral and stay with both party friends. And it's also hard to let go of the person not picking sides. I mean, I feel like I mostly had this experience with couples when they break up and it's like, you're trying to balance, you know, or if I've been through breakups and they're still friends with my, you're like, Hey, pick, pick me. (laughs) It's, it's, you know, (laughs) It's a hard thing. So I think that's really beautiful that you guys made it through. <laughs> Why do you think your personalities work well together for friendships? That's a good question. Or is it just you make each other laugh? I think that's true for sure. Yeah, that's definitely true. I, I remember like even early on riffing movies, remember being like, <clears throat> all right, I'm going to have to be funnier. <laughs> like I was like, John is super funny. <laughs> All right, um, that is like I'm gonna have to be funnier and like a really good kind of com- competition of like, yeah. okay, okay, gonna have to bring my A game. Ooh. Can't just fool around here because John is just naturally gonna make the audience crack up. That's, um, that's too kind. Then that's not true. But no, it's more that I was an asshole and that I just wouldn't laugh at anybody else's stuff. <laughs> and uh, no, but here's the thing that you're not saying is that you were a superstar of the improv. You still are, but like at the time that I met you, you were like one of the maybe one of the best improvers in town, and always stealing the show at improv shows in town. And whenever I would go to see you, you just were insanely creative and brilliant uh, on stage, and just like making everybody laugh and crawling around and doing you know all this weird stuff. But I think, yeah, I think we were both funny, but we had different uh, sensibilities. We were funny in different ways. And so that that's nice because then, oh, and you get to be funny in your way and I get to be funny in my way and we don't encroach necessarily. Yeah. Even though there is this kind of a rivalry, we don't, we're not always fighting for the same exact territory. Oh um, gosh, yeah. 
like I think every like I'm, I think like I've tried to do like a John kind of joke and it just doesn't work. <laughs> like, like, trying to be, like dry and cynical, like it just falls flat. It's like well, um, same same with your your say same the other way, buddy. Uh, yeah, I can't I can't do what you do. Although we probably picked up a little bit of each of each other's styles, little things that maybe we can do, but um, for the most part, no. What's maybe one of the more memorable moments or stranger things you've done together as a friend or <laughs> or just maybe weird opportunity or working together master pancake? I, I got to say it's fun. You know, we, we have different styles, but also when we come together on stage, like we're just very uh, a lot of times comfortable with each other physically <laughs> and can do stuff that we probably wouldn't be able to do with anybody else like I, <laughs> it sounds really terrible but like just like touching each other <laughs> and and lifting each other up or getting just super physical or wrestling or just all these crazy things you know and also because we have different body types, I think it's fun for other people to watch us get physical <laughs> like that. <laughs> you know there what I mean? There's something like, yeah, our physical differences kind of definitely highlight the other in, in a weird way. <laughs> and it's true that the, uh, there's like, my goodness, like, you know, I've, I've, gosh, I've been married uh, 19 years now and I've, I've really been intimate with two people. <laughs> physically intimate with Jody and John. <laughs> I think uh, that's a fun aspect to our performative relationship anyway, is, is um, getting to do these things we probably sh can't and shouldn't do with other performers. <laughs> and then there was a, I, I one like really great memory of, of John. And this is, this sounds a little silly, but I also like after our first show that we did, I gave John a hug <laughs> and I'm, I'm kind of a huggy guy and John, I think can hug, but you know, it's not going to, he doesn't give hugs willy nilly. And I hugged him, but I also, I hugged him like kind of a, like around the bottom part of his chest. And that's where I come up to like, like that. And I was like, well, I was good. we did a show and I hugged him. And I remember that being kind of sweet and also kind of ridiculous. But did I but did I freeze up? Did I you reject? Did, but, mm, mm. <laughs> and then BB gun. Uh, but but uh, shortly after I was married, uh, and you know I kind of had married. I shortly after developed diabetes, all this kind of freaky thing. I flew out to California to purchase a, like a friend of a friend's car for five hundred dollars, and uh, and John had gone through a breakup. And, um, and, and so I was like, well, I'm going to San Francisco where John used to live for a bit. I was like, why don't you come out, fly out with me or, you know, fly out and join me and we'll drive back together. Cause I'm driving this car back. And so John, John did, he flew out and this was like, it was a, it was one of the best road trips <laughs> of my life. Partially cause I think it's like, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm married. I, I'm 30, but I can still do this. And John and I, we got a little, <laughs> John bought a little, uh, <laughs> John bought a little disposable camera and we took pictures of like us going around San Francisco and John showing me his old haunts. We went to the church of John Coltrane and took a picture. Um, and 
we we went and saw my brother who was in town. We had we hung out with my nephews. Little nephews are running around out of the hot tub naked and everything like that. And, <laughs> and you know, clicking pictures. And and Gareth, my brother, he put um, he, he put a, a dildo on the antenna of the sub, but we didn't catch. We didn't know he had done that till miles down the road. It was like flopping back there. And then we went to Vegas and we took some pictures from showgirls that we thought Germ would like with ice cubes on the nipple and stuff like that. And but we had like we, a really good trip a lot of like talking a lot of like playing fountains of wayne and talking about early john lennon albums and you know all kinds of cool stuff and camping and it was really 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 fun and then I, you know john dropped me off in my house i was living in san marcus at the time and i was like hey see you friday for shows and and then i turned in the camera the little disposable camera and uh, on monday got a phone call from from the san marcus police department asking me to come down and uh, and basically they're like, well, what are these pictures of naked children? Why don't, and I was like, what, this is my nephew. And they're like, let's just go through these pictures. Here's you and your boyfriend in San Francisco. I'm like, that's like, <laughs> we're not, that's fine, we were, but we're not. It's like, here Wait, you are. I didn't, I never heard about that part. Oh my God, yeah. I was, I was <laughs> in the interrogation room. Uh, and he, he had, I hadn't seen the pictures. And he was like, what's this, what's this? And the ch- picture I had taken, at the church of John Coltrane, I, my hand was like this, was middle finger was holding the sign. I wasn't flicking off the church, as John would tell you. I wouldn't flick off a church at that time in my life. But he was like, why are you flicking off the church of John Coltrane? And what is that dildo flapping on the back of your car? And why is there an ice cube on your nipple in Las Vegas? I'm like, because showgirls. And it's and by the end, he was like, he called my sister-in-law and he's like, all these things. And he says, listen. I am not going to charge you with child pornography, but I could. Oh very, God. yeah, very, very scary. That's <laughs> I amazing. can't believe I, mean, I told you that story, John. I, I, I knew some of the details, but I did not know that they were like, "This is your boyfriend in San Francisco." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, "Cause we went to a winery." I mean, it looked like we were on a wonderful. Yeah. But I, I didn't. I did. We're reconnecting. I, I had no idea about some of those details. Yeah, that's, that's so insane. funny. I mean, gosh, I mean, working at a photo mat must have been weird back in oh the day. You know, that story took a weird turn and a hilarious turn. But also, thank you because that's really one of the nicest things that that uh, a friend has done. Is like when I was super down in the dumps about this breakup. Like it was a bad breakup and. I uh, just needed to get out of my head and, and go somewhere. You invited me to come on this road trip and we ended up having a great time. But thank you so much for that because um, that's that's what friends do for each other. That's a really good friend thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Man, road trips are the best. Yeah. Everyone, take a road trip with your friends. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. To, to wrap things up, thanks for talking. What is your... If you had to pick one favorite quality the other person has that you don't have, what would it be? Does height count? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. He, he, there's way more than one uh, that he's got. I don't know. You're, you've got a lot of friends. I don't have a lot of friends. <laughs> uh, you're a good friend. I, I think you're a better friend than I am. And I... Huh. And I I'm always trying to better myself. And I look to you a lot of times to figure out what qualities I want to be a better person. And, you know, not just being a good friend, but all kinds of different qualities, forgiveness, love, 
caring, dedication, a lot yeah, of different I, qualities. Yeah. Going to get me weepy. Um, <laughs> I said, height. <laughs> well, it's a good quality. I yeah. mean, let's not let's not underrate it because it I is a great quality. Up. I'm like, okay, that's it. <laughs> <You're> like, oh. <laughs> uh, I was going to say about John. I mean, there's actually kind of two things. I've I've always been like wowed and in, intimidated by John's intelligence, uh, and like that's always been like, geez, John knows a bunch of stuff and language stuff and that that's always been really i've always been in awe of that and then i've been really impressed because you know you you know someone for a lot of years and you see how they grow and they change and everything and i don't know if i've ever told you this john but i've like been really impressed how you've grown into a leader you know and i think you've always had that sort of self-confidence uh, of being able to uh, speak your mind and, 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 but I, I've seen you more and more growing and, and becoming a leader and like, okay, I'm going to make this, this master pancake, you know, with the pandemic, I'm going to make it this kind of thing. I'm going to build this kind of thing and continue to do that. And that's been really impressive to see you more and more like take on that mantle and, and grow and grow and grow. And that's, that's, that's a cool thing to see. That's too sweet. <laughs> You guys are great. I'm going to end it on that. It's my best friend.